You've been camping in your backyard, cycling in your living room. You've been enjoying rain showers in your bathroom, campfires on your TV screen. You've been counting stars and birds from your window and holding family cookouts in the kitchen. Now, get ready to go. Go on a real vacation. Take the wheel at your nearest RV dealer or at GoRV.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Yeah, that was uh, that was a total. You know, the kids need to go outside and play. Yeah, right. Did, did not apparently, apparently racist assholes um, exist on Zoom. Yeah, exactly right. So, so we're gonna try this again. Uh, we are coming to you from our respective uh, houses because we are the doing the social distancing uh, episode of this podcast. Uh, I'm in my basement. Uh, Dave looks like you're in your kitchen. I'm in my kitchen slash living room slash home office. Is what I yeah, said before. Exactly. So. Ah. David is down in his uh, basement uh, kind of computer music area. Yeah, it's my music room. Yeah, music room. And Connor, you're where are you at? Uh, I'm in my office right now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, we are still, of course, drinking Minnesota craft beers. Uh, David, what do you got? So. We'll try this again. Uh, it's uh, the Voyager uh, mm. Brewing Company. It's a Brule River Blonde Ale. And yes. uh, I will say it's uh, quite tasty. Nice. Uh, nice, light, refreshing. Uh, not terribly high alcohol. It's only 5%. Ooh. And uh, God, I could I could probably go outside after this and drink a whole six pack of that. <laughs> I, uh, that's yeah. one of those breweries that we'll probably never get to because they're in grammar, right? So, right. again, you know, it's nice to try beers that we'll probably never get to in Minnesota. Uh, Connor, what you got? I have the Liftbridge Farm Girl from Stillwater. Oh, um, classic. Yeah, it's, uh, I haven't had this one in a long time. Uh, for those who don't know, it's an ale brewed with uh, orange peel. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like um, 
And uh, you all know I'm a big IPA guy usually, but uh, this one's, I, I like this one. Uh, it's got a little, the orange peel gives it a little bit of a kick. Okay. So, uh, Dave, what do you got? I went with um, something something with from one of the breweries we were at just a few weeks ago. It's uh, the Modest Dream Yard. I don't Ooh. know if you can see that can. Oh, it's a cool looking stuff. can. But, good uh, stuff. I did, I did not have that when we were there at the brewery, but... Uh, I'd give it a go. It's uh, really easy drinking. I've just had a couple sips, but it's a, it's a, it's a hazy, super juicy IPA. And uh, just reading the can, like I said, I haven't tried it before, but it's, it's malt bills and made of entirely of oats and wheat, and then it's hopped with citra. So it's got a real smooth, smooth drinking flavor. It's a great summer drink, I'd say. Nice. Yeah. You're drinking. Yeah. I got the uh, Lupulin Dortmunder. Nice. Uh, which is a lager from uh, Luplin, which we've been to. Um, I had, uh, and it's good. It's a lager. It's, I mean, it's just like any lager you have, except it's Minnesota made and tastes fantastic. Very refreshing. Uh, I had way too many beers last night uh, <laughs> because we had the ODB's meet and greet food truck came to our neighborhood. Um, that's my dog. There's a dog barking in the background. Got it. We and we just need a ba- so, ba- just need a baby crying, and we'll have it all. Exactly right. Um, so I had the food truck come to our neighborhood yesterday, and basically it. Uh, Draco, what the heck, dude? Let's go. That's the most I've heard your dog bark in like yeah. six years. Well, because he thinks somebody's here, but nobody's here. Okay. Um, but she came out. My my neighbor Brandon knows her. Went to high school with her. Graduated with her. Uh, two weeks ago, I made a comment like, I love her food truck. We should have her come to the neighborhood because she's doing that now because she can't go to breweries right now. So he contacted her. She said, yep, I'll come out. She came out yesterday from five to seven. She sold, uh, she had her biggest sales ever in neighborhood, uh, in our neighborhood. We had a ton of people out there. Um, it was, uh, it was fantastic, but, um, we all still social distance, you know, we were in yep. people's yep. yards, just hanging Six out. Feet. Six feet, and we were outside, so, so it was a good time. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Why wouldn't she be able to go to breweries? Well, she can, but the problem is there people aren't there all the time. People are just getting oh, takeout. Yeah. So she does she does go to Hayes Public House down in Buffalo okay. every weekend because they made a beer for her. Um, so she goes down there all the time and hangs out. But other breweries are like, well, we're not really – we don't have a lot of people coming in right now. So yeah. I think as the weather gets nicer, you'll see food trucks go back to these breweries on Saturdays. And well, yeah, Saturdays. you'd think even if they just park outside, maybe they won't get that many uh, people, but it's something. Yeah, but it's like, you know, a lot of that food truck stuff, you want to eat it when you're there. You know, right. you don't want to like put it in your car and take it home. So, you know, well, it's kind of. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess. I, yeah, the, the food truck. That's a good point. I mean, because, you know, places like um, Invictus, you know, obviously they've been kind of promoting their, you know, takeaway. Was it the Tipsy Steer? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you, so you can run up there, grab a pizza to go or whatever else they make and uh, grab a crowler or two or three for a nice Friday night or Tuesday night or any night for that matter. So I've been seeing and that. It- it brings up a really interesting point of how this whole thing has affected the brewing industry. Cause you know, we're all, we're soccer fans and we're, we're beer fans. Um, yeah. Soccer is not happening right now and breweries are open, but they're not open to full capacity. Right. So they are, I've seen posts where they're dumping uh, tanks because they can't sell all of it. Wow. Um, so they have to, they're making it, but they can't solve it. So they're dumping tanks. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see when this all kind of starts to play out when they start opening things back up, which breweries are going to be in good condition and which breweries are going to be in not so good condition. Um, yeah, I, think we might, I, mean, I think we might see some breweries closing down. You know, yeah, yeah. we might. Yeah, I'm, you know, unfortunately, I, I was I, just going to say I wanted to make a. I just sorry about that. I just want to okay. say like, yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's hurting all breweries. I mean, at least you know they're allowed to be open for to go orders. And I just want to, you know, I I've enjoyed over the last few weekends specifically going down to a few of the breweries, lo- you know, mostly local. Like, I mean, Omni's close to me, mm-hmm. um, but even taking a little short ride down to Minneapolis. Like last weekend, I went down to Inbound, and you just, you know, they have a great setup. You can walk in there. You can actually place the most of them. You can place the order online, and uh, then just go down and pick it up, and it's easy to do. I like, and I didn't see a food truck at Inbound, but that would be kind of a great idea and i did want to give a shout out because most recently i went to uh to 10k brewing i had to go up to my office which is in champlin so 10k is right up there in anoka across the river there and i picked up a crowler or two and this one is there i really wanted to drink it today it's the uh cold press windingo oh yeah see that but i decided against that it's an imperial it's an imperial stout, cold press, Ooh. so right up, right in my alley. But uh, it's ten point four percent, ten point six percent. Jeez, it's gonna, so, wow. kick, it's gonna kick your ass, buddy. Considering yeah, rest, we, we got the rest of the afternoon ahead of us, I asked. Yeah, you got, this else. is still morning. Oh no, it's afternoon now. But, it's afternoon. Yeah. But have you guys had that opportunity to go down and pick pick up a crowler anywhere? Uh, I, I, have me, I'm done. Uh, yeah. I have not, unfortunately. I've uh, I, I didn't even know that I've. Tried to go down to Wicked Wart, but I ha- I've only really walked past it. Uh, but now I kind of want to. You should. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah I, I hit up Dangerous Man once for Crowlers. Um, that's actually it, actually. No, I think yeah. yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, he- bottom, bottom line is like, you know, it's great that we can do that. It's a small thing. But uh, I mean, the fact is, I mean, the business is going to be hurt regardless. I mean, it helps, but it's just not the same. And uh, before we go, I want to mention they're also running out of uh, growlers. Uh, the company that makes the growlers has had such an increase in demand that these breweries can't even get growlers anymore. See. So they're not even, some of them are not even allowing you to buy growlers. You have to bring in old ones that, from them and get them cleaned out and do it. So you're running this whole thing of if you could only do growlers and you didn't do crowlers, then you're kind of shit out of luck. Right. You know, so yeah. there's a whole big, there's a lot of things and they're trying to get through the legislator to let them sell, you know, cans, not crowlers, but smaller cans in their store, right. 16 ounces, stuff like that. We'll see what happens. Um, but it's, it's crazy right now. Um, while we're talking about breweries, let's talk about um, soccer for a bit guys, because there are rumors abound, not only through soccer, but through all of the major sports of how they're going to come back when they're going to come back, what's it going to look like. Um, soccer, I think, is um, – Sterling, is it June 8th? MLS is. MLS. MLS, yeah. MLS, yeah. yeah. So when they do come back, if they come back on June 8th, I don't think we'll have any fans in the stands. I highly doubt that. I doubt and, and I think that a lot of uh, pro sports uh, places are saying, well, we're going to only do it in a couple cities. So we're not going to have it – you know, uh, United States wide, it's going to be in like two or three cities mm-hmm. and we're going to play numerous games in those stadiums. And that's that. Right. Um, so well, I know that know, LA has also announced uh, uh, a, a citywide ban of public events, not just, not just athletic games, but uh, concerts too, for oh, yeah. 
uh, you know, those crowds drawing thousands of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're banning those through 2021 right now. Yeah, so we could say, we should say uh, that MLS has announced that June 8th would be the earliest. Uh, it, they haven't said that they will resume on June 8th. I mean, I, I'd love to think, think that they could and would, but uh, yeah, they've got a lot to figure out. And I mean, another thing is, I mean, at this point, do you think we're safe that, you know, I know even just as early as a few weeks ago, we were kind of speculating, well, are we going to see a condensed schedule or a shortened schedule? Um, or are they going to, you know, cram in all the games? I mean, in, in my opinion, I think we're looking at a, a, a shortened schedule, a shortened season. You know, we're not well, going to see yeah, this. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see how it's not going to be shortened. Well, with the, they, log the logistics involved would just Well, be, yeah. now, if they're doing the thing where they're going to have a certain amount of teams in certain spots playing a number of games, you could see it where they could do almost a full schedule. I mean, the NHL is talking about finishing up their season with – three different sites they're going to be at and that's that right. um so i mean you could see it um, but it depends on how many games you're going to play in a day uh how many guys are going to be there i mean are you going to force those players to come and play are right. they going to be able to say well i'm going to opt out you know there's all right. kinds of different things and you have to get buy-in from the from the uh, the players the players association has to buy into all this yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot of hurdles to jump over here in the next uh, month or two. So, yep. But uh, we're still winning games, though, because uh, they're playing the um, FIFA online. Right. Yeah. And I've seen some things. We're kicking some major ass in FIFA. Yeah. Play that much. Now, when you say we, like, I, I have not watched a lot of esports. Are, 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 are we watching? Are they doing this weekly where they're having certain players, you know, play? Well, they're they're doing well, they some have players, that. but they also have a league. We have yeah. a, you know, we have an esports league in Minnesota called, I think it's called I, Rocker, the Rockers. I have, yeah, I, I have that. seen that and specifically so, with Madden, but I, I didn't know they were doing yeah. that. Say with MLS, so they're doing that at MLS, and these guys are actually really good. So they've been doing it like I think weekly. They've been playing the games that we're supposed to play. I think. Yeah. Um. So they've been doing that, and they've just been like lights out. They've been kicking some major butt. Yeah. I don't so, think they've lost one yet, have they? No, no. I think they really? won a couple games, like seven to one. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, just so everybody knows, I am totally uh, taking random screenshots of us, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the expressions are hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. And what's What's even better is I can't take a screenshot of myself because oh. when I oh. talk, it doesn't put me up on the big screen. So. Tony, you can see yours. You look completely stoned out of your mind. And Dave, you're not. <laughs> well, Connor, you at least looked okay, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I'm not surprised I look stoned because I'm, yeah. It's, and then the hair, the, uh, we should also talk about the hair thing because all of us, I think, are dealing with hair problems now with our oh, growing no. so long. You know, know, for me, I got, I, I have to, I have to say I got lucky. Uh, I had my, I cut my hair just before i i think i went to i went to the salon two days before the, the they closed the salons yeah so i got, yeah. I got that's lucky. what i did too but my hair grows over back really fast so it, it gets a little bit oh a little bit crazy it's actually not that bad yeah yeah See, that I, helps it out <laughs> i i got sick of mine i actually cut it myself oh. i don't exactly have the thickest mane so i don't have a whole lot of problems it just gets kind of irritating because my my hair will just get curlier and wavier and as i go but I don't have a lot of hair, so I'm okay. You guys have seen mine. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so bad. 
Yeah, I actually, I spent about an hour in the bathroom last weekend cutting my own hair. Shaving it off. You should have shaved it. Well, you know, have you ever tried to use a shaver on the back of your neck? No. In a mirror? No. It was, it. that's how I took so long because it <laughs> took me forever to like situate the <laughs> razor right without, you know, slicing off half my hair. It was bad, but it actually turned out pretty good. Nice. Now, yeah. You know, I just I just read uh, and in maybe a week or two, I might actually have to look at look into this. But I think uh, I just saw a poster to there. You know, there's these underground um, yes. gyms happening yes. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. underground like barbers or underground. Haircutting. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not looked into it. I have not been to one, but uh, give me a couple of weeks and I might have to. I'm pretty sure my boss has done the underground barber thing hmm. because his hair, he gets his haircut like every three weeks and it. I'm like going, uh, your hair still looks the same. What's going on? Oh, it's, you know, it's whatever. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going somewhere to get it done. Yeah. That's, that's what everybody tells me. Yeah. I get my hair cut like maybe once every five weeks. I think that's my, t- so I'm right at that point now where I'd really like to get a haircut, but I think I got another week or two before I start going nuts. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody, um, we should talk a little bit about what we're doing now for work because I think all of us are affected by it. Connor the most. Because Connor, you were a event coordinator. I was, uh, yeah, I was a, a, a catering manager over at uh, manager. Yeah. at a hotel in Bloomington, and yeah. I got laid off pretty quickly uh, mm-hmm. uh, within the pandemic here. Uh, so I got home and started looking for jobs right away. And I actually got pretty lucky. I ended up getting a job as a courier for a delivery company. Nice. And that specializes in mostly medical supplies. So I've been doing that every day from like seven to five and it pays surprisingly well. So I'm, I, I'm actually kind of happy with it right now. I mean, I'm not saying the pandemic's a bad thing at all, but like or the bad pandemic's a good thing, but yeah. Uh, so are you going to stay with okay. it? What's that? Are you just going to stick with it then? Or is your job just like furloughed more than laid off? Uh, I, I think I'm going to stick with it. They did, they, they did technically furlough me, but I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to go back because yeah. the situation I have at on time is, uh, is a bit of an upgrade from what yeah. I had before. So I don't oh, think yeah. I'm going to worked out for you then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys? well, David, I know you've been, uh, working from home pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm considered essential, mm-hmm. um, cause I'm in med tech. Um, so yeah, I've been, I could technically work, well, I could technically work from the office as of last week, they closed off completely. Um, but yeah, I've just been, I've been working from home since before the, the stay at homes even kicked in. So Mm -hmm. I've been, um, seeing a lot of my dining room table, a lot of my neighbor Brett's kitchen window. Yeah. It's a. It's been, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a homebody at all. And even though I'm a bit introverted, I like to be around people. So it's, it's been interesting, especially the last week. I've probably been getting a little fried. Yeah. There are probably right, yeah. It. Uh, and Dave, your, your company is considered essential as well. It is because uh, we're, our, our company is technically at least the division of my company that I work for. We build original equipment for food and beverage manufacturers, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, without getting into details, I spent a lot of time in 
in uh, milk and cheese plants. So obviously food processing and production is considered essential and therefore my company is as well. Um, not to say that my job hasn't been affected significantly. I travel probably typically 30 to 40, 50% of the time. And so obviously I haven't done any of that. I've been sitting basically at the same kitchen table. I started working from home uh, March 18th. So it's been over a month now. And uh, yeah, I was actually supposed to head up to Canada just a couple of days before that. Um, shortly after we reco- actually oh, yeah. recorded our last podcast. At I remember, Insight. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, so my job, I mean, I'm fortunate to have a job. I've been actually quite busy working from home. It's just like kind of Sterling was talking about. I'm not used to, you know, being, let alone being at working from home. I'm not used to being in the office for a month, a month and a half at some time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's been a bit of adjustment, but I consider myself lucky. I've been staying busy and, uh, trying to make the most of, uh, the stay at home, work at home routine. I've kind of, you know, got a little bit of a routine, but uh, certain days are easier than others, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, but it's, yeah, this has been sitting at this kitchen table for a lot longer than I normally like to. I think um, I need to invest in a office chair for my home that I do not you have. You should yes. get something good. I, uh, myself, I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm having kind of the, I'm, I'm dueling kind of, I'm working in the office and then I'm working from home because my kids are in school and my wife works, Kelly works night shift as a nurse. Um, so I have to work from home certain days to teach the kids, you know, cause they're out at home doing the e-learning thing. Right. Our office, because we're in construction, electrical construction, we are essential. Um, none of our projects have shut down. We're all still going gangbuster. They allowed all of our project managers to work from home, but they said all the people in the front office, including accounting like myself, were essential to be in the office, which I found kind of interesting. But again, um, with everybody else out of the office, there's really only like seven or eight of us actually in there. And we all have offices. We're not like cubes. We have our own offices. So we're distance anyways. Um, But uh, I will be working from home certain days of the week now through the end of the school year because Governor Walls said kids aren't going back to school. Right. Um, so yeah. And, uh, then come summertime and then interesting things happen because you got to talk about daycare. Uh, you know, my 10 year old doesn't need daycare, but my eight year old kind of does. So we were going to go through the elementary school for this adventure club thing. And I don't even know that's going to happen now because, you know, are they going to allow that to open? We don't know. Um, so it could be a really interesting thing through the summer and then into next fall. I mean, who, who knows how they're going to open schools up next fall. Um, so we're all, I think we're all kind of dealing with things day to day and uh, yeah, but at least again, at least my company is going strong and you guys all are and Connor, you found something that you could, you know, do and potentially be better than what you were doing before, which is great. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there who aren't having the same luck that we're having in this whole right. pandemic thing. So um, a shout out to all those people. Yeah, I just want to. I want to also want to shout out to everybody who is essential right now, like the grocery store workers, the gas station. Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. They've been they've been going to work every day, um, and I think kind of been a little underappreciated. Oh um, yeah. And uh, so, shout out to all of them. Thank you for going to work, mm. and thank you for putting your health in line. That's right. Yeah, you know there are, there are a lot of people that like you said, are completely underappreciated mm-hmm. that uh, 
shit to they're basically making the world go around right now yeah, yeah i mean i'll i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't be the first person to say this in fact a lot of people are saying this i mean i i don't think i'll ever go to the i mean you say grocery store or even gas station i won't look at those people the same way ever yeah, again don't. i mean just so grateful you yep. know that mm-hmm. they that they're just day after day, you know, sticking through it and doing what they have mm-hmm. to do to keep their businesses open. It's, it's, it's great. That's right. Maybe the uh, Karens will back off when they get in somebody's face at the grocery store, you know, right. we always see. Um, so we really don't have a lot for this podcast. We just want to jump back on. Uh, Connor, do you have some history stuff we could talk about? So I had a little bit of a mishap with, the, with that. And so I had my historical calendar on a different computer oh. and when I got let go from my job, my computer was taken back. Uh, so I tried to send the historical calendar through email to my personal computer and something went wrong. I don't know what happened, uh, but um, I no longer have the historical calendar. So I'm currently working on a new one um, okay. I, and I should hopefully have it done fairly soon. Show. That's cool. Um, I do, however, have one question for any of you guys. It's kind of a soccer question. Um, yep. It's kind of to pick your brain a little bit. So, uh, obviously, during this pandemic, uh, we have a lot to think about, like what could have been with uh, the Minnesota with Minnesota United uh, season. We started off with a bang, and um, so I was really proud of our team. So, here's my question to you guys. If there was one person from the team now that you had to drop for a t- for a person that we have dropped in the past, who would it be? Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so replacing a player from our current team with someone that we used to have. Yes. Wow. Oh, Jeez. Not a, that's not a big list. No, I mean, it's not. No, no. I mean, it's a hard question. I, I actually don't have an answer myself. Well, I mean, I start, guess let, let's start like this. Is is there anybody? Let's. I'm going to throw out a name. Uh, Francisco Calvo. Is there? That's because everybody uh, loves that name. Is there anybody on the current roster you would drop for yeah. Calvo? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe no, that's the way. No. Maybe that's the way we no. should do this. Let's throw no. out some names that we have dropped over the last three years and yeah. see if there's anybody you you would replace with on the current roster. So that was the first one. So that's a quick no. That was there was a the time biggest. where I, there was a time where I thought Frank, Francisco Calvo was our best center back, but now he is not even worth worth a spot. Oh, team. I remember no. it wasn't that long ago for me. It was early last year, I think, wasn't it? When they were up in Vancouver. Yep. Um, yeah, there was some moments where I mean, I I'm on record saying, oh, this is going to work out great. He's coming yeah. up left. You know, mm. here we go. He's got he's got some help now. So it wasn't <laughs> now, that it think, wasn't that long ago. I was singing his praise. I, I think you. I think he followed that comment up with his nice little uh, on the toes. He was he was. Uh, what did he do? He uh, stopped short of the touchline or something like that, and let yeah. it all go past him. Yeah, yeah. and it, uh, and it went in for a well. It ended up being a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a Vancouver I mean, end line? Sorry, it was on the end line. Uh, the ball he could have easily knocked it out for a corner, and he yep. let it go, and then he let it go. In a goal, yeah, yeah. He was a uh, he was a piece of work. All right. Um, well, how about got, v- anybody else got one? How about Vito? I mean, would uh, you? T- I would take sample. See, we, I would take we, Vito back. We don't have we don't have enough. 
All I can do is based on base, uh, you know, all you can do is compare Vito to Tyler Miller. And Tyler Miller had a great year last year with okay, uh, with uh, LAFC. Um, there's not really a lot to compare it to with Minnesota, but Vito had a great year la- that last year. That's that much is for sure. I'm not sure I would take him back for t- over Tyler Miller, though. I mean, yeah, because you got to factor in the price that they would yeah, have to spend. Like, you yeah. know, most likely, uh, Vito would have taken a designated player slot, you know, in well, order not, to come back. Let's take price out of the mix then. Okay, I but how about Vito, the DP uh, slot? The V. Well, let's take that out of the mix too. Let's just go okay. that talent to talent. Well, um, so let's go talent to talent. I, I think like they're identical. The same. They're identical people. Yeah. They are. Would I take Vito back? Yes, because he had a connection with the fans that I think right, I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, that is true. Um, and if you could take money and a DP slot of it, I think people would want him back in a heartbeat. I want him back in a heartbeat because I like the guy so much. Right. Um, I mean, I think, he was a class player. But do I think he's a better player than Miller? I don't know. I don't. I, he might not be. Well, yeah, we don't have. Uh, any, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Miller. So. Yeah. Right. I. You know. I. I keep trying to think of someone I would cut to bring uh jerome tsl back that that was what i was thinking i mean honestly i would cut anyone that's a bench player because mm-hmm. you know right. why not have an extra left back but he yeah. would be replacing metonier right now right if he came back um he would but you know you think about who's you know who's uh who's behind metonier there isn't anyone <laughs> there so really isn't. I, I think you could say he could play left back or he could play right back. And I would say maybe cut, you know, like Hairston or somebody to bring Jerry back. Yeah. Now I'm very biased because I really liked Jerry. And I think, that, you know, the entire, mm-hmm. entire fan base really liked Jerry. So he's a Minnesota yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I and, you know, in fact, on that note, I follow him very closely on Instagram. And in just last week, uh, Maybe well, I guess it's still this week. Uh, maybe Thursday or Wednesday. Um, he had a story on Instagram where he, him and his wife and uh, son went out for a walk, and they were all wearing Minnesota stuff. Nice. Like I mean, it wasn't oh. necessarily Minnesota United, but it was Minnesota gear. Like where's where's he playing now? He's in Switzerland. In Switzerland, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing for. A, I think it's first division. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would uh, bring back Ibsen. No, I'm just <laughs> well, I mean, let's one like, Brazilian player you're gonna get rid of nobody. <laughs> no, I get. I wouldn't even get rid of PK for Ibsen. I mean, come I on. mean it, it, this is a tough. This is a tough question because I mean, not. I mean, we're sitting at not a lot of people would say that. Uh, I mean, the roster of Minnesota United is you know weaker than it was a year ago or two years ago, or of course three years ago. So I mean, do how we do? How do we feel about the Ford? position and and death i mean we had to you know we lost um help me out here in the expansion draft um oh abu yeah i mean he showed a lot of promise he he could be a heck of a, a, a striker going forward you know we'll never know for our team but but you're not bringing i mean i don't think we're gonna bring him back i mean i would no, never bring him back it, well of course this is all hypothetical so no. you, what you're saying is you feel comfortable with where we're at then with, i do I think this team did a great, uh, some great things in the off season, and we proved it in the first two games. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we are, we were starting to become 
one of the premier teams in the league, not just the Western Conference, but in the whole league. Yeah. Those first two games. And then, of course, everything just shut itself down. So, you know, I, I, I want to go back. I always do this, guys. I want to go back to when baseball was cut short by the strike. The Montreal mm-hmm. Expos were having a great season, you know. Right. Guys like Chuck Knobloch, Kirby Puckett were having great seasons. Cut short by the strike, and then Montreal, you know, ends up a couple years later moving to Washington and Montreal loses his team. Chuck Knobloch gets the yips. Kirby Puckett, you know, goes on with the eye. I mean, all these things happen. So to see this team have two great games and then everything shut down, it really – I'm really concerned about when they come back, how they're going to look because – History shows that when you come back from a big layaway, you're not the same as before. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Part of me, part of me looks at that type of um, argument and says, let's just cancel the season. I yeah. mean, but then the other part of me says that I think there are about half a dozen teams that would fold if we did skip the season. We can't because they don't have the money. Yeah. Uh, the money that we get from the ad revenue stuff helps out a lot. And a lot of these teams also, the revenue they get from the stadiums helps out a lot. Right. Unlike baseball, basketball, where they could play games without fans and still make a shit ton of money because of the ad revenue, MLS can't do that. Right. So even to get us back on TV is only kind of just a little bit of a lifeline thing. Okay, we can get past this season and hopefully come back full bore next season. I know they're, I mean, they're going to ask players to take a pay cut. It's going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, Um, I, I wonder, I know, I know other sports, you know, when you're talking about like a force majeure type event, like we were, we're going through, I mean, they're, 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 that's been written into other sports contracts. You've already seen like in Europe, I think uh, that they're taking cuts. Some of those might be voluntary, but Mm -hmm. I would have to assume that if you dig deep into those contracts that, I mean, that, that would be the true for MLS. And so like everybody else through this, they, you know, the players want to get back to work, the front office, the, you know, the, the stadium workers, everybody involved in the organizations need to get back to work. So we need to get back to work. We need to get back to their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if if, if the season continues to not happen, we're going to have to do that radio show idea that I had. We're going to have have to write out a radio show and just start. Mm -hmm. Make That's right. People listen to it because there's not a drama you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. We could uh, we could do it on Zoom, and I could get some costumes. Well, you know, I mean, we <laughs> we, we we could uh, you know for to keep us in work and uh, keep our podcast revenue going. We could we you know we could spend you know half hour forty five minutes talking about some you know strange news. I suppose yeah, good fun yeah. news. Yeah, there's other things we could uh, do. Well, we could maybe. Uh, we can maybe switch to Bundesliga because they're starting up. Oh, they really? Are. Wow. That's, uh, when, what's the deal? I had not heard that. Um, I believe it's next week. Wow. Oh, wow. And it's empty stadiums, though, I think. No. But oh, then, yeah. we'd have to, then we'd have to bring Johnny into the mix. No. We'd no. have to. We could just, we could just kind of dangle it in front of him. Oh, like, God. Here's a dollar. Here's you a dollar. Imagine. Here you go. Here you go. I mean, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I mean, should we preview tonight's game? Um, I f- believe it's postponed, but uh, against Sporting KC well, at oh, Children's Sport, Mercy I was like, Park. Who are we even playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be just for give us ourselves a reference. It would be at Sporting Kansas City uh, tonight. The two best teams in the West. The two best yeah. teams in the league. Yes, yeah. we have a chance. 
Even a draw, I mean, depending on how well, no, okay, yeah, they, they're the Sporting KC is technically uh, in the first position because of goal differential. Yeah, I think it is right. Yeah, but we scored more goals. Yes, yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, we would go out and uh, play a tough match, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, score one or two goals. I, I honestly, one or two. I honestly believe there'd be a ton of United fans there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a game like this, if the season was still ongoing and we were both kind of in the same position, I think you'd see a huge fan base down there. Yeah, the Kansas City is what, like six, Park. like six hours away? Yeah, yeah it's, about, it's, a, it's slightly more than Chicago. I mean, like, yeah, we've, it's slightly. Yeah. We've done the drive before. It's not yeah. that bad. And I'll, and I'll say this. I mean, before Allianz Field opened up, I mean, that I, I've – I think I've been to three or four games at Sporting Kansas City, if you're counting a Gold Cup match. And uh, that is, I just fell in love with that stadium before, of course, Allianz opened up. It's it's a great venue. The only downside is it's a bit of a drive out of uh, Kansas City Mo, but uh, it's just gorgeous. It's a great, great area. And uh, I mean, great stadium. The area, like I said, is not the best area, but... But I think we would have a lot of fans down there, and I think we could have uh, – that the team could have, you know, taken those fans and given them a win tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we can only watch maybe the E-League tonight and see if that actually happens. I'm sure yes. they'll be broadcasting at probably like 6 or something tonight. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, it's – we all – we live in this weird time right now. and mm-hmm. All we can do is speculate what's going to happen. Yep. Um. And uh, I just want to get back to breweries. I really do. <laughs> I miss going to breweries so bad. Uh, I miss being out. And I miss, you know, of course, I miss you guys all. Miss it. I miss being with you guys every other week, hanging at a brewery for a couple hours, yeah. chatting about soccer and other weird shit, yep. you know. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say I'm getting a little bored with my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> because they're the only people I see. I get you. And, I get you. Yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's it's tough, man. Yeah. Um, but my, uh, my fiance is a huge extrovert, so she has it's kind of hit her hard a little bit, just not being able to be with friends. And she finally got to go see her best friend um, for the first time in like a month and a half uh, mm-hmm. last week. Last week, and she came back. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy!" And so it's hopefully. You know, hopefully it'll be, it won't be too much longer. You know, I'm, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Great to hear. Like, I will say kind of on a similar line, I will say this, if we're going to go on a positive note, um, I actually went golfing for the first time this year on Thursday. I took a hat because Governor Tim Waltz opened up the golf courses uh, about a week ago now, I think. And uh, I took advantage. I took a half day. We've been, I've been busy, like I said, but took a half day Thursday morning and got out and met up with a friend who I hadn't seen in um, over a month, obviously. And uh, yeah, hit the links. We had separate carts and, you know, there's a few other rules that they do to just, you know, reduce contact, I think is the main goal. And, but golf is the ultimate social distancing, social distancing sport. I mean, yeah. there, right. you, you have no problem maintaining space. So, yeah. uh, so is, is it true that you can't put it in the cup? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I love the new rules putting so much easier because they have a raised (laughs) cup. So it's essentially about the same size as a normal hole cup, whatever you want to call it. And, but it doesn't have to go in. It just has to hit it. 
So oh, yeah. it's, like a, it's, it's easier. A, it's like a mulligan every single time. I, I mean, I think I did at least three or four strokes better than I normally would have. So <laughs> I like it. I, I could keep that rule uh, going forward. You the worst, added the to worst. The yeah, for the golfers out there, the worst part of it was that for some reason they don't allow flags either. Like, because they have a raised cup, but in my, they could have still had a flag, but they didn't right, have a flag. Yeah. So visually, it, it made it a little harder on the approach, yeah, more or yeah. less. But, but it was great. It was just, it felt so good to get out and just do, you know, an activity, a sport, other than, you know, getting out, going for a walk, which everybody should do, or going for a jog. But, just to actually be out there doing a sport, a golf, something, you know, right. something that I did like I normally would. So, you know, I, I think I would hate not having a flag because even though I'll never get close to actually hitting my target, I always use it to aim it. So, yeah, yeah, that would be weird. The yeah, it, the, And oh, it was really weird. Yeah, yep. it was. Mm. But it, it was good. I do have to say one thing, guys. I just cracked another beer, and uh, this is the uh, this is Surly. It's called Garden Variety. It's a sour, right? Oh, and it's fantastic. But you know how much this four pack costs? Twenty. Twenty bucks. Wow. Sorry, I saw it. I was yeah. like eighteen ninety nine. So yeah, yeah, that was is it, is it worth it? Uh, if you're a sour beer fan, it's worth it. Yeah, and I'm a Surly guy, so I mean, yeah. Eh. Again, it it seems it seems expensive. I mean, you can go you can go and buy a six pack of Miller Lite for a f- quarter of that cost. But um, you know, but what if I you was, look at it, if we were sitting in the brewery and you had a pint of that, I mean, exactly right. Exactly. It's really not. You're paying five bucks a can, and guess what? That's what you pay at a brewery anyway. So yeah, and that's yeah, what we're yeah. trying to kind of simulate here, anyways. We're mm-hmm. like we were sitting together at the brewery having our podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Do you guys want a funny news story? Oh, yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Just to make yeah, things yeah. normal. You guys want yeah. it's it's about it's about the pandemic. Okay. And it has to deal That's with right. doc, it has to deal with Dr. Fauci. Oh. Okay. Now he's everybody's favorite uh, guy now, right? We're making he bobbleheads. Did. We're making beers. There's a beer named after him. Is now. Really? Yeah, a craft beer company. I think in Kentucky or Tennessee made a craft beer, Fauci craft beer. Wow. Um, <laughs> he's got a bobblehead. Um, he's got uh, cakes that are being made, T-shirts. Everybody loves Fauci, right? Um, but you know, the funny thing is, and I don't know if you guys probably know this, but Fauci was the head guy when the AIDS epidemic happened, mm-hmm. and he was given a lot of props for the AIDS thing. But it didn't hit the United States as hard as this is right now. So he's been kind of on the forefront, um, and uh, everybody loves him. But he has said, uh, he said. But uh, government expert, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says the heart-sick isolationists can hook up with somebody asymptomatic, uh, asymptomatic Tinder matches in real life, but like in love, it involves some risk. So he's telling people that if you find somebody on Tinder and you're asymptomatic, you can hook up. But how do you know if you're asymptomatic? I don't know. Well, well no. I mean, that, that simply means you're not showing mm-hmm. symptoms. Yep. Cool. So it's, here's here's so towards the end. So like here he you, says, he said toward the end of the tape segment, Fauci was asked, "If you're swiping on a dating app like Tinder or Bumble or Grinder, and you match with someone you think is hot, and you're just kind of like maybe it's fine if this is one stranger comes over, what do you say to that person?" He says, "You know that's tough, because that's what we call relative risk. 
they dropped the bombshell. If you're willing to take the risks and you know, everyone has their own tolerance for risks, you can figure out if you want to meet someone. Well, that, and, and that kind of makes sense. Cause like, I'm not going to go into any details nor do I want to, but I, I, I want to say this. So I live alone, right? Yep. And if, so my, I look at it like this because I live alone and I'm practicing, you know, the stay at home, you know, guidance and social distancing. If, you know, my, I look at that and saying my risk is kind of low because if you have a family of four or more and mm-hmm. assuming, you know, one or all of you of that family are going outside, are going to a grocery store, you know, essential services, you know, doesn't that risk kind of multiply where there's not four of, you know, in my household, there's just myself at the moment. So yeah. I go out and yes, I could come into contact with the virus, but I come back, but at least I don't have four people in my household that could pen- potentially make that risk. Right. So if I was going to use a dating app like that and decided to make that decision, yeah, that's true. and maybe it's another single person that is living alone yeah. and is obviously on a dating website for a reason that wants to kind of meet up, you know, and they live alone and their social circle is as small as mine at this moment in the stay at home period. You know, isn't that risk kind of mitigated? I, I feel now, if they're buying something. Yeah, no, I'm not justifying anything. No, I'm just yes, I'm yes, talking. Yes. I'm topic, yes, talking. you are purely hypothetical. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Like I said, I don't want to get into details. But yeah, I'm no. Saying, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. We know. Well, exactly. Yeah, and you know, Tony, you and I, we both have spouses that work in hospitals. Yeah. So, so I mean, our risk is hmm, way. Hello. Yeah. Yep. I ain't gonna be going on Tinder anytime soon. Let's say that much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nor am I only Hopefully for, I don't multiple want to do the, for multiple I, I reasons. I don't like the uh, video dating idea. So, uh, yeah. well, yeah, that's a saying, little weird. Yeah. What I'm saying is, Dr. Fauci comes out and says this and says, Yeah, you know what? It's a risk, but it, it's a small risk. So, I'm thinking after this is all said and done, he should do Love Line. Dr. Fauci should do Love Line because now he's kind of the sex doctor. He should, man, he should just join Drew and, and uh, he should Carol and. That'd be a fantastic trio. That'd be fantastic. The guy is like, he's like a national treasure right now. And, and you know, he's, he's very, he, he reminds me of someone that's uh, very socially awkward. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, because I, I've always wondered, you know, he, he used to be a doctor. Well, I mean, he is mm-hmm. a doctor, but he used to be a practicing doctor and he went into, into actually, you know, running the, inst- whatever the name of that institute is. Um, and it, to me, that tells me that he's probably too awkward uh, to have mm-hmm. good bedside manners. Yeah, probably. So he went into something administrative, mm-hmm. and he's very blunt. So that tells mm-hmm. me he's really he's got very terrible bedside manners. Yeah. So I bet that w- that whole awkwardness and that bluntness would go really well, especially with guys like Carol and Drew. Oh yeah, I mean, that would be fantastic. I'd I pay will- money to watch that. I will say this. I do believe that Fauci, after this is all said and done, will have some sort of radio show or talk show. Yeah, because speaking of Fauci, I mean, like he so he's, you know, he's, you know, he's the head of that that uh, department. But I mean, he's also, you know, you know, he's dealing with the government. So it's interesting. Like, where did he make these comments, Tony? Where did he make those comments? That was some news show. Yeah, he was doing. Because, I mean, you you kind of feel like, like don't or at least I feel like he's kind of restricted in what he can say and oh. what he can do because of you know he's speaking at you know he's speaking next to the, the president right. every day and so that policy that he's pushing is you know part of you mean 
Is that our president? You mean that big orange thing? That's our president? <laughs> I'm going to do, you know, the guy doing the daily updates every day. Oh, that guy. Yeah, you know, the, the, the guy that's telling you to inject it. Yourself with bleach. Into your- yeah, that's not true, guys. He didn't say that. He didn't. He look didn't. at right. If you look at the right wings, they say he didn't say that. He, he but, suggested it. Yeah, It was it, an idea. And ultimately, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It, he did say it sounds sar- it was supposed to be sarcastic. Yeah, it did. did kind of sound sarcastic. That's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. to, to me, that it doesn't it doesn't even that doesn't even raise my eyebrow. I mean, haven't we gotten used to hearing him say things like that? And I'm not going to go out and get all no. mad about it because it's just what else would you expect? It would be it would be. It would be surprising if he didn't say something like that. I just know? laugh. About, I just yeah. laugh about it. I just laugh because yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's just par for the course, man. Yeah, you know? I mean, I saw the headline and I I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw it and I was just like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. makes sense. To to, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I'm not saying I appreciate him saying things like that, but I'm just I'm personally not surprised. He sh- I don't think he should be saying things like that for the record. Unfortunately, wasn't well, it wasn't more than a few weeks ago somebody injected uh, fish tank cleaner or yeah, drank fish yeah. tank cleaner and died. I, I apparently and, missed that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah they, it uh, one. well, it was hydroxyfolate, which they thought was the same as hydroxychloro, oh, whatever it is. Oh, right. And they had it for the fish tank and they ate it and they got sick. That's different. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can sit here and say, oh, I can laugh it off. I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to believe certain things. But I guess, I mean, not everybody can say that apparently, but. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. The guy yeah. likes to talk. He likes to be in front of a crowd. You know, he likes to get everybody excited about things. And, you know, I just I just sit there and watch it and go, hey, that's just pretty much who he is. So, and then you got Fauci and Burks on the other side rolling their eyes going, oh, God. Right, yeah. You got two super intelligent people, and they're just like, "Oh my god, we have to be on stage with this." What do I have to backtrack on now? Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is with the with the um, injecting the cleaner and the UV lights, they showed a point of uh, Burks sitting on the sidelines while he was saying it, and she's just going, "Oh god, please don't, no, no, no." So, I mean, again, I get it. He's an idea guy. What can you do? But Fauci is the superstar of this whole yeah. circus right now, guys. I mean, he is he is the man. Um, and I think that um, we should actually try to get him on this podcast uh, to be the co-host of this podcast. Well, at least a guest. I mean, yeah, I was going to say co-host. Five of us. Jeez. Well, no, one of, he, that, somebody's going to have to drop off. Does he have a Twitter account? Can yeah. maybe we can hit him up? No, um, we could. We could get him on the. I wonder if we could get him on the podcast after this all said and done. That'd be kind of cool. That would be funny. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Um, I did talk when it, when ODB was here last night. I did talk to her a little bit about the podcast, and I said, "Hey, you know, would you like to come on? If you're not a big soccer fan," and she was kind of like, "Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, you know." So we might be able to get ODB on. Every time you say ODB, I keep thinking old dirty bastard, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I can't a, get that It's a wrestler, head. Jessica, whatever it is. Yeah, she's a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was talking to her. I'm like, yeah, come on the podcast. When things all clear up a little bit, you know, maybe we should get you on the podcast. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to do that. If I'm at a brewery, you guys are going to be at, uh, it'd be kind of cool. I said, let's do it, you know? Yeah, you know, he does not have a Twitter page. Mm. Uh, there is, however, an Anthony Fauci fan club. Of course, there is. Yep. Gotta I mean, be like, like him. 
millions of people fan club. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Fauci fan if anybody's interested. <laughs> Fauci fan. Fans of Fauci. Um, so is there anything else going on, guys? I mean, well, should we give a, I mean, should we give a little, a little bit of an update on the Reynoso watch? Uh, is there an update? Is there an update? <laughs> you know, I honestly, mean... this was probably a really good situation because it delayed anyone's interest. Oh, yeah. I mean, couldn't, um, couldn't our transfer I, I window? Say, here's something, though. What about the fact that we have Amory on loan? What do you mm-hmm. think this is doing to that? Because now his loan's going to be up at the end of the season, but they have two games, which, I mean, in my opinion, was enough. But um, it, it's it's like, do you think there's a, a clause within the loan contract that? I think a lot of those loans, these loans, loans will get, this? a lot of these loans, I think will get reworked. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna have to. I mean, there's got to be something in there about force majeure events. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I mean, you can't just you can't just say, okay, he's coming back. He played two games. Now he's gonna come back to us. That doesn't work that way. We paid no, it, money. Did we not pay money for this? Well, yeah. yeah, it may not be that simple, though. I mean, I think if like if there are clauses for, you know, act of God or force majeure, but um, it may be that, you know, it's more like the player. It's kind of more impacting the player where they would have to forfeit a mm-hmm. sum of that of their contract dollars that they signed to. So as far as teams, you know, that's an interesting take. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, there's no guarantee, you know. Oh, OK. I mean, unless unless they rewrite that contract. His, you know, a personal contract, player's contract to be extended, you know, maybe could the team have an option to continue that loan? I mean, it's it's all, hey, we're in uncharted territory here, I guess. We really are. Yeah. You know, uh, and also to, you know, maybe make this podcast go down the tubes a bit. Um, I, I'd like to comment that uh, he actually lost his grandmother last oh. week. Oh, so that's oh, got to wow. be really weird because, yeah. you know, not being able to fly home, no. uh, you know, just stuck here in isolation, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, those are – it's another situation where we see our players are getting impacted yeah. in some way that, you know. Yeah. When well, you look at all of our international players, I mean, they can't go anywhere. They're right. kind of where they're at. Yeah. And I've got to hear from family members in their native countries saying, hey, this is what's going on. And – you can't be here right now because you can't get here. So, and for his grandmother to die, that's just, that's, I mean, that just, that must really suck. I mean, yeah. I, feel, I, I feel bad for him. I really do. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but that's a downer. Yeah. It is a downer, but it's a valid point. I mean, it's a valid point. Soon, yeah. And I mean, as you know, when we start here in the United States, as we talk about, you know, we're going to be optimistic. And let's say in the June timeframe, they can start thinking about ways to get, you know, the games going again, whether it's in Arizona or no fans or whatever the deal is. You know, it's I would love to say it's going to be flip the switch. We're back to normal. But I mean, a realist wouldn't say that, wouldn't agree no. to that. And so no. one of the things that are going to certainly would be affected by, you know, a gradual reopening. Let's, I, I, that's the way I see it. Um, maybe certain areas will be flipped the switch, but certainly not sporting events. That's not a flip the switch kind of thing. Nope. Uh, travel. Yeah. I mean, travel is going to be mm-hmm. affected. So, I mean, if you're talking about making trips or multiple trips to an, especially out of the country that it, it's going to be very difficult. So yeah, yeah. 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 I, I brought, I kind of brought that up as, as a little, 
you know, Barb. And like, unfortunately, I think it's on the table. In fact, I just go, I just uh, searched for the Reynosa watch on Twitter. And the last thing that came up was March 11th. So way. March 11th, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it right now. Yep. But, Nobody knows uh, about it. <laughs> we got a solid squad. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. we're, we, what we, you know, to go back and rehash what we talked about, uh, you know, over a month ago now. Um, yeah, we got, you know, Molino's going to step up and our yep. midfield could be solid. Mm-hmm. I just hope that nobody's uh, being stuck at home and just eating a lot of food. You know, I don't want to see somebody come back super fat. Right. Know? Yeah. Right. But no beer though. Well, that's a problem. I mean, you yeah. saw, I, I may have had a couple well, of in the day. Hey, let's bring it. Uh, I was going to bring this up to you, Sterling. Uh, they did a, they did a little poll. 46% of people working at home are drinking while they're working. 46%. Yeah. It, you know, it's uh, definitely a way to get through the day. Well, <laughs> do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, yeah. in my opinion, it's – What are they drinking? If you're, if you're drinking at lunch, okay. I mean, who doesn't have a beer for lunch, right? But Aliens do. If, if you're drinking at breakfast – Outside of a Guinness, or a Bloody Mary, or Bloody Mary, or Bloody Mary, I, I think you might have to consider help. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But well, um, you know, that's that's you know. a good that's uh, a good segue. I should say I have cracked my second pint of the uh, day. It's the Banshee Cutter. Oh, I love that. That's a good beer. Oh, from uh, Insight. From Insight, mm-hmm. yeah, which I mm-hmm. did have at our last recorded podcast. So I did yeah. want. Did want to give a shout out to Insight where we recorded last, and uh, that is, you know, what do you say about that? Like a banshee cutter, and just for people who don't know, that's just a gold nail basically with with coffee added. Mm, So it's Mm. got, and it's not overwhelming. Like if you, I, if you didn't like coffee, I'd say you could still try it, and you'd probably like it because it's not overwhelming with that coffee flavor. But you know, that would be, uh, you know, you you, if you're working from home, it's a morning beer laptop. Yep, you know, maybe you have one of those just to kind of get things flowing. But mm-hmm. I, I will say I haven't started that yet, but uh, I don't know. Was, Give me another few weeks of working at home and well, I might have to. I would add to that. If you want a different beer, that's a little bit more coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, Omni daily dose. Oh, I, I have tried mm-hmm. that that's, and I do like that's that. Hefty ca- that's hefty coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, similar to the Banshee. Speaking of beers, guys, there is a guy now starting. He started his own Minnesota craft beer podcast. Oh, um, so oh. I will have to show you guys his page, and I think he'd be a great guy to get on the podcast. Yeah, at a brewery at some point because he started a podcast all about Minnesota craft beers, uh, based off of the Growler Magazine, which is a Minnesota yeah uh, craft beer magazine. So it's a Growler based podcast, um, and he's doing. Uh, uh, podcast every week about Minnesota craft beers, and I'm like, right in a warehouse. Hello, craft beers, yeah. soccer. Get this guy on. So, yeah, was Insight the last place we did an actual it, podcast? It was, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we <sighs> even talked about how we may not, we may not do something again. Oh yeah, we we're already aware of what was going on. Oh yeah, we yeah. all. I think I, we all. Were. I, I, I've thought back about that. I mean, because it, it seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, what the exact date I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it, it seems like a lifetime ago. And I knew I had my trip, and I don't think I had considered to Canada. And I, I, and I think Connor too. I think I was expecting to miss the next podcast. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. 
but yep. not for this reason. I still, in no, my no. mind, I did not think that I'd miss it for this reason. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. It was, it was well, yeah, because Tony and I were trying to figure out how we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, I remember, remember also that uh, last podcast, Tony was saying about how we were surprised we even had to talk about the coronavirus, too. And yeah, yeah now here we are, too. Mm-hmm. You well, yeah, because, you know, buzz keywords and buzz phrases like social distancing, that hadn't come out yet. I mean, yeah. but at the same time, I remember clearly thinking to myself and, you know, not that I wouldn't in a public space anyways, but, you know, I think or maybe it had come out because I just remember being extra conscious about washing my hands, about sanitizing, mm-hmm. about, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it had come out social distancing, but. But um, I, I think at that point, the podcast was, it, it had hit a couple, we only had like what, 70 or a hundred known cases in the United States. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. very low. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people were worried about it at that point. Um, I think all of us were kind of going, okay, it's something that's kind of like when Ebola, they had a couple of Ebola cases in Texas. We're like, no, oh, it's going to happen. You know, we're going to figure it out. Mm. Uh, I don't think any of us realized that it was going to just like balloon into this whole nationwide thing. Right. Yep. You know, which um, speaking of which, how have people been about washing their hands? Now I've always been one of those people. Like I have a thing of san- sanitizer in my center console. Mm. I mean, literally every time I go to the gas station or the grocery store or wherever I put mm-hmm. hand sanitizer on, yeah. I mean, but has anybody found themselves washing hands way more than they need to. No, I, I think I, I think I wash my hands more often after I do certain things. Um, come home from the gas station. It's like, yeah, wash your hands. I will know. I, I will tell you guys, I'm driving more than you guys. Probably, oh, right. Connor. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving more than you guys are. I mean, Connor. Are. And I will, I have, I have uh, orange gloves that Kelly bought a month ago and I will wear a pair of those when I'm pumping gas. And throw them away right away. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, you go to a store like uh, Quick Trip, you leave there, you put the hand sanitizer on, you wash your hands afterwards. Um, at work, I am constantly washing my hands at work when I go into the lunchroom to get water or anything like that because I don't know what's going on. Funny thing is we have our front desk lady at work. She really has nothing to do. She's a receptionist. So she's been like the headliner uh, cleaning lady. So she's got the bleach and water thing, and she's constantly going around spraying that shit everywhere. Mm. Our office smells like a pool. Right. I'm telling you guys, it's ridiculous. She goes overboard. And the crazy thing about it is she's gone so nuts with it. She sprayed some of the glass in the front and has etched the glass because of the bleach. Oh, wow. And has sprayed like the printers and the fax machines and has, the numbers have all run on it and everything's getting all crappy on it. And people are like, you got to stop this. You just, <laughs> just got to knock it off, you know, but she's all concerned about it. You know, it's like, just wash your hands, wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess I'll say this, like for me, I not a whole lot has changed because I mean, I, like I mentioned, I work in the food and dairy industry and so I'm used to walking into, you know, say whether it's a, you know, a cheese factory or a milk production factory. Um, believe me, the 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 things you have to do there are have had always and always will oh, be very sure. very sanitary. Mm-hmm. You've got in addition to washing your hands, you have to put on PPE and and oh, yeah. hair nets and all yeah. sorts of stuff. So I've always been used to that. Every time you walk in and out of a, a clean area, you got to wash your hands. So it's nothing new for me. 
The only thing that has kind of changed, because um, I've always been, you know, I've always been conscious in a public place, every, you know, always washing my hands when I'm leaving or going into a bathroom. But the one thing that has changed for me is if I do go out for, say, any reason, any if I go outside for any reason, like whether it's to go to the grocery store or whatever it might be, is I just make extra, I just, I'm more careful to wash my hands before I really do anything oh, yeah. coming back into my own house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the only thing that it changed. Like, you know, two months ago, if I went to Cub Foods or wherever, came back to my house, I wouldn't think, oh, I got to wash my hands before I, you know, do right. this. Or I oh. think that's the only thing that's really changed is I'm more conscious now of coming back into my own house and washing my hands. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have done that before. Yeah, Connor. I mean, you're doing you're doing courier stuff, so yeah, wear gloves. Yeah, so and a lot of these deliveries are to hospitals too. So mm-hmm. I'm going into hospitals a lot. I do find myself using hand sanitizer in my car a lot more often. Yeah. Um, Laura shoved a bunch of bottles of that into my car, so I <laughs> have no shortage of it. And um, you know, I've got this, I've got the, I've got a mask that I have on every time I do a delivery, I've got my gloves and, um, I have to be screened every time I enter cool. a hospital. Yep. Um, so it's like a uh, temperature screen or what kind yeah, of screen? So yep. I, I do a few deliveries for the American Red Cross and every time I go there, I have to put a thermometer in my mouth for a month, for a minute. Yep. Yeah. That's not surprising. Uh, Kelly's hospital, she works at Maple Grove. Um, they have shut down their um, main entry. You can only come through the ER slash urgent care. And it's all like boxed off with plastic and stuff. So you get screened as soon as you come in there. Yeah. I mean, and all the nurses go through the back entrance now. And it's, you know, it's, they're very diligent about uh, making sure nobody, you know, brings anything in. You know? So right. yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I, I understand they're doing what needs to be done. It does get a little annoying when you've, when you've done it five times a day, but, uh, yeah. But Connor, you're kind of a frontline worker now. Yeah. I suppose you could say that. You yeah. are. Yeah. You're it's, delivering uh, medical supplies. Yeah. And like specimens and stuff like that too. And yeah. I've got like a cooler and it's, yeah. uh, I'm driving like 300, 400 miles a day. It's Jeez. ridiculous. Like yesterday, I had to go up to Pine City twice. Pine, what's in Pine City that you twice. need to deliver up there? Uh, people that need specimens delivered to Wyoming, apparently. Oh shoot, man! I wish you. Would, I wish I'd known you were going to Pine City. They have a brewery up there. Oh, they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. And what? Next time you go to Pine City, shot. go to brewery. What's I don't know the, the name. I don't know the name of it. I've seen it. I have a friend who's into it. Um, I forgot the name of it, but next yeah. time you go to Pine City Counter, get some beer from up there. I will do that. I will really, do you that. should be you should be using all this time counter when you travel around the, the metro area to get more beer. I should. I collect stickers from breweries too, and mm-hmm. so like I've ne- I'd never been to Pine City before uh, mm-hmm. Friday, so I I next time I'm up there I'll do that. Yeah, do it. Me on those long trips to like I've been to Saint Cloud a few times. I've been down to Wasika. Uh, they sent me to Osseo, Wisconsin, one time, oh. and. Uh, and Baldwin, Wisconsin, it's a lot of driving every day. Well, shit, if you're going to St. Cloud, stop by out see you. Grab a beer from my uh, refrigerator out in the garage and then go on your way. There you go. I drive by out yeah. a lot, actually. There you go, man. Stop on in. Yeah. Beer fridge is always open. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. Um, so I do have another question for you guys, a soccer question. Yeah. 
so Extra Time Radio from MLSsoccer.com or MLS.com um, is uh, doing their Mount Rushmores right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have not gotten to Minnesota yet. Oh, uh, um, I wonder why. Yeah. And uh, so I was wondering who would go up on Mount Rushmore. And you're oh, so just a, just a cre- quick recap, Connor. So, I mean, I, I saw, I think, exactly one Twitter reply about this. I haven't looked into it, but it's basically asking fans who would go on the Mount Rushmore, Rushmore essentially, what, four? Uh, for four, four, peop- four players, uh, no coaches, mm. no execs or anything like that. And it mm. would be MLS era specific. Um, mm. So our options are a little limited if you do that. But uh, Well, uh, I mean, well, options are limited, which is actually good and bad right um because really you have to put I, I think you guys all agree with me you got to put darwin on there yep you have to yep. so let's do one each then so tony is that your darwin's my player? darwin's got to be my one yeah yeah uh, then I'm, I'm gonna throw an easy one um christian ramirez because he was you know he he transitioned from NASL and into MLS mm-hmm. scored the first goal for the team mm-hmm. and was obviously a huge fan is a huge fan favorite. So. Yeah. Yep, right. yep, yep. Connor, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go in Miguel Ibarra. Uh, again, mm-hmm. makes the, uh, makes the NASL change um, mm-hmm. to Minnesota United in the MLS and uh, scores a few goals. Didn't score a lot of goals for us, but he's still a fan favorite uh, and you can't really have, Christian Ramirez up there without Miguel Ibarra, in my opinion, with Batman and Superman team. Of course, so, yeah. Miguel Ibarra. Sterling? Sterling? We left the I hard one s- for you. I want to hear what Sterling's going to say because I know I, it's going to be it Robin nuts. Lude? Is it Robin Lud? I wonder if it's Robin it's Lude. Gonna Lude. It's going to be Lud. That, would, that, that was my Lude. second choice. That was my second choice because I'm <laughs> – No, I'm kidding. My second choice would have been Craigish or something. Um, <laughs> shit. Um – you almost have to say a guy you don't like. Vito Minone. Oh, okay. That's well, fair. I mean, and, and the a- only reason I say that is because he he was the first award winner for Minnesota. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that's yeah. fair because I think you have we on that Rushmore, if we're gonna do it right now with three years and change under the MLS belt, so to speak. I mean, you gotta have somebody that represents the success that Minnesota United had in 2019. And and I disagree with two people, two players that were listed. So, well, what? Who do you disagree with? I mean, <laughs> really? I, I know uh, you. One, uh, Miguel Ibarra, and yeah, uh, two, Dallas Darrow. Uh oh. Oh, we lost Connor. We lost Connor. Literally, was, like right when I disagreed with him. Actually, he I, so I think, mad. really, I mean, I, I knew you were going to say Miguel Ibarra. He shouldn't be on there. I knew that, but I think I think Darwin Quintero is actually a very good choice because I think he needs to be on there because he was. He has to be. He was. I, I'd you know, pick Gibson over Darwin. He, no, really, Darwin's, I just Darwin's got to be on there. Darwin was that spark. He, mm-hmm. he, he. I think he's the. He was the transition for me. He Minnesota was the first. He was the first going, international superstar we had. Right, the first DP. He mm-hmm. he really was like. He he, I, he he was involved in the improvement. You know, he was there when they kind of yeah. weren't so good. He was a spark, actually. Darwin was to come. For, for me, I think on. the only thing that justifies it is the fact that he was the first DP. Uh, yeah. 
but otherwise i i just i've never liked darwin i, I know you I mean, have you know i i've always been critical of him but they hated the guy i know what are you gonna put on there calvo you put calvo on there calvo um, no, actually, you want you want to know who I would have put? Yeah, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go um, ahead. I would have put Demidov. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear hear me out. So, if if I if I look at Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. I, I look at the four faces on Mount Rushmore, I'm and I say right now, Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> is the dumbest choice on Mount Rushmore. What? Um, but he he makes sense to be on there because he kind of opened up the, the national park system and he created mm-hmm. all of that. It makes sense. But personally, I think, he, I think it's a dumb choice. Um, and I'm not going to get into the politics of that, but when I look at uh, Minnesota United, I say, well, Demidov was our, our very first captain. I mean, yeah. Whether we agree that he should have ever been a captain is, you know, out here. He's like our George Washington. He's, he's, yeah, he's kind of like our George Washington. Now, he's nothing comparative to George Washington, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's still one of those things where he was the first. So it's kind of like the Darwin Quintero argument. He was the first DP. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. To me, I say, look, you know, Demidov did not work out at all um and he was probably the reason why we allowed 18 goals in the first three games but it's still one of those situations where i say you know what he was the first captain whether we agree with that or not he Mm -hmm. he has a a piece of minnesota history um yeah i i would have put him on there not that i think he belongs on there beyond that but he was a I think he was a. I mean, making him captain was a huge Heath mistake. I don't even understand. I, I don't get why he was in the first place, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I get what you're saying, Sterling. I, I do understand that. I mean, yeah, Mount Rushmore doesn't have to be guys who are, you know, fan favorites or guys who did great things. It's guys who moved your team forward. Yeah, I mean, if you think of it politically speaking. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to avoid this too too much, but half the country probably hates Abraham Lincoln, right? Or, you know, today, like 25%. At that time, probably close to half. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, because of what he, he represents. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's still up there, right? Um, I mean, even I can think of reasons to not like Abraham Lincoln. But the 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 point is, it does, yeah. They don't have to be people you like, and even if you think of Jefferson and Washington, we can think of a lot of reasons why they were, were why they were bad individuals, mm-hmm. depending on how you want to look at the past, right? So, just because they're 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 up there doesn't mean that they have to be loved by everyone. They move the or, country forward, right? I mean, yeah. 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 And Teddy was thrown in there. Ultimately, Demidov, though he only played three games, right? Um, he was ultimately, or three and a half games, um, he was ultimately, you know, part of that. He was the first. He was he was the very first. Mm-hmm. So Demidov's like the Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. I mean, unless, of course, you like Teddy Roosevelt. He was a nice guy. 
I've seen documentaries about it. Actually, he was a nice jackass. Guy. He was well, really he was, mean. Remember the like, carry the big speaks off carry big yeah. stick? He was a big stick carrier. He was he was he got things done. He was kind of an asshole. I think personally FDR should be up there, but what do I know? Oof. Okay. That's gonna be on the Minnesota United Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we'll see the connection, but okay. Story and I are going to go into a political battle right now. Do it. No, we're not. We'll keep that away from soccer and beer. FDR needs a mustache right here. No, come on. I think come, on. Come, on. come on. See, exactly. Yeah, see. Let's, not go, <laughs> let's not go there. Anyway. Um, see, social distancing is ruining everything. We, we <laughs> slowly gone down a road. It's of, it's, ru- it's ruining the lunacy podcast. What yeah. are we gonna? Mm. <laughs> Whoa, Tony, you switched to glass. No, I've had a glass. Oh, you oh, have? I, have I been oh, yeah. using that the entire time? See, it's I like beer from here. Hey, oh, nice. I like beer from is that's a Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. There's an Instagram uh, account from Minnesota that's, I think, called I Like Beer From Here. And I have a t-shirt that says the same thing. Uh, so I did switch up beers, my third beer of the day, to little prize. Oh, that's a good one. Mass oh, yeah. hysteria. Uh, and that's a, uh, that's obviously we re- we recorded there. I've recorded there mm-hmm. once. You guys have done twice. Twice, now. yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. That was a little a hazy idea. Episode. Yeah. It was uh, that great place is great. Uh, feather bowling, yep, it's a good place. Um, how, how about this? Like, um, here's a, a quick hitter. Like, um, a brewery we haven't hit on our podcast that we want to hit. Mm. Ooh. are we keeping it to like northwest, uh, uh, no, northeast? No, let's keep it to metro area. So you, could be no, Minneapolis, I, you know what? No, I'd say anywhere in Minnesota. Anywhere, okay. anywhere, anywhere, Minnesota. Minnesota. anywhere, Minnesota. Gee, okay, because um, hmm. there's some great brews we're never going to be able to hit. Have you guys ever been to Mankato Brewing? Nope. That one's a pretty good one. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of a nice little, like, almost. Uh, who who would I compare it to? Um, uh, you uh, Unmapped. Have you ever been to Unmapped? Um, I haven't been there. Nope. No, I've heard it's, of it. It's, it's kind of like that. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a little bit more. It's a smaller feeling, but uh, they've got really good beers down there. Uh, I've only been there once, but uh, it was uh, they had some really good IPAs, and they got games. They got that. It's always a popular spot in Mankato. That's nice. that I think would be a cool yeah. one. Yeah. You know. Um, I want to say, okay, I've been to three breweries in Rochester because I had to go down for work. In the times I went down there, I stopped at breweries on the way back. So there's some great Forager, Kenny Creek, great breweries down there. But the one brewery I've always wanted to go to is Castle Danger. I mean, oh yeah, I mean that's like that's I mean that's the one brewery I want to go to, and but and that's the type of place where I think potentially you might be able to go there in a year or two. Yeah, I'm not here anymore. Up, do a podcast. I'm Duluth. Yeah. You know, uh, do yeah. something up there. We do something like that. Um, ben Paddle would be cool. Ben pa- again, Ben Paddle. Is oh, I love great. Ben Paddle. Yeah, it's great too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Castle Danger. Their cream ale is going to be the first beer that I have in my tap. That's right. We've been talking about that forever, though. It's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> but, um, 
Dave, do you have one? Because I'm trying to still um, think. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's a really, it's a loaded question. It's one of those, we've had a few of these questions today on the podcast where it's like, oh my God, it just hits you and it's hard to think about. But I, I guess I'm going to keep it a little more local and go with maybe one of the Minneapolis breweries that we haven't been to that I've always liked. And I, I just want to paint the picture. I could see us doing it on their patio in the middle of summer, say August. I'm going to go with Bauhaus. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we, we, we haven't recorded there. It's a prominent Minneapolis brewery. that's been mm-hmm. around for a while now. And uh, I, I can just see their patio right now in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. We sitting on a, a, you know, bench top table recording that, that sounds beautiful to me. Yeah. For- I've, I've only been to Bauhaus in the winter. I've never been on their patio. Oh, it's fantastic. I've never actually been there in the winter. I mean, mm-hmm. it, in the summer, it's a marvelous place to be. It's sure. great. Um, Bauhaus and 612 are kind of in this combo yeah. of places I right. would love us to get to. The mm-hmm. issue with Bauhaus, especially, is they're so, they've gotten so large. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first breweries there. Yep. Getting yeah. to them is kind of like going through a bunch of hoops. 612 is the same way, going through a bunch of hoops. And we'll, we're going to get there. I was planning this summer to get to Bauhaus and 612. I wanted us okay. to get there. Um, that's not going to happen now. It might at the end of the summer, but we'll get there. We're going to get there. So can I do two? Sure. Yeah, you can do two. Oh, yeah, because I can't decide it. So one would be Dangerous Man. Yeah, yes. And it, I, I still want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they haven't been ghosting us. Well. <laughs> um, And two would be Twin Whiskers. Oh, yeah. So we had mm. Twin Whiskers. Yeah, yeah they're good. They have great beers there. Yeah, they do. I had them in the can. Good stuff. Yeah. In St. Paul. Yeah. Tony, didn't we make we made it there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. Um, there is again in St. We have a lot of breweries in St. Paul we haven't been to yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tin Whiskers is one of them. Uh trying to think of the breweries. Monster. Lake Monster. There's a brewery out of the old uh Pabst or Schmidt's brewery. Yeah. I think it's called St. Paul. I think it's called St. Paul Brewing now. They're in their old brewery doing craft beer i want to get there because it's old um there's a lot of stuff in st paul we still have to get to right uh, we you know i mean shell's really river. nice shell uh shell in uh down in new Ulm. yeah oh that'd be interesting oh okay well yeah. now hold on a second we did we almost we, we kind of talked about this yeah. with johnny's wedding again Johnny and Jenny were supposed to get married in uh, in May at, at Labor Day. Or and it's gonna re- it's gonna happen next year now. Next year, yeah. But so we had talked kind of back and forth about hey, we could probably do a podcast down there. Maybe yeah. do shelves. Maybe do somewhere else down there. Um, so yeah, it, we definitely will have to do that. Maybe next year at Johnny's. Not technically wedding because he's married already, right? Yeah. Um, but his celebration of marriage like what do you call it what are we calling this now are we calling it i'm gonna call it his marriage? wedding I'm, I'm just gonna call it his wedding it makes it easier but um, well, we still have to we still have to wear the suits that we're buying that's that was my question i mean if if we because of this covid situation each put on 15 pounds they'll do it for, 19, for free they'll like, do it for free we should be able to get free no they will they will do it for free they said so okay okay and they'll then yeah that. yeah we don't need to go into details but it's like, are we going to have to buy these now or later or next oh, year? Reminds me, I got to call the uh, New Alm Holiday Inn and cancel my 
my uh my, my room oh right yeah because i'd already done it you know um so yeah shelves certainly definitely we're going to do that yeah. i think duluth we want to do that um mm-hmm. there's some i'll say there's a brewery i've been talking about to you guys for a couple months now at um loon brewing uh un something loon up in forest lake we got to get to um something loon uh uncommon loon is that what it is hmm. i think it's uncommon yeah loon. that's what it I is because i know there's a distillery called loon juice or loon. well loon juice yeah but uncommon loon it looks like it's in chisago city yeah, we should get up there for a podcast yeah. at some point because it's got loon in the name which sounds right. you know cool yeah um but no we're again we have so many other breweries we we need to get to i mean we've only tapped the surface i mean yeah. I remember when we read off the names all the brews have been to at our 50th podcast. And like, that's a shitload of breweries you've been to. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it but, took me, what, 10 minutes to read them all yeah. off. But. but think about it. That's only the tip of the iceberg in right. breweries in Minnesota. I mean, we're not even talking about yeah. it. We're, we cut ourselves off. We cut ourselves off from Minneapolis all the way up northwest. Yeah. I mean, there's St. Paul. There's southern spot. There's places in Lakeville, Burnsville. Uh, Scott County, and there's places everywhere. Well, and there's even places like you know Boom Island that's still Petro. Yeah. Now in Minnetonka, and again they're close. Now they're in Minnetonka. We should get out there. I mean, yeah, we got a ton. And again, guys, I'm just itching right now to get back into the whole being at a brewery live in front of you guys doing right. this. You know. Mm-hmm. Because social media, yeah, the, this type of Zoom thing, that's great. But doing it live is a hundred times like better. Apparently, it's yeah. not that good to allow other people to join you. Well, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, big mistake. Yeah, yeah. so we should probably was, apologize for I that. I wonder what would give you that idea. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I've been trying to figure out if we should apologize because there were a few bad, bad words. Said there were. Yeah, there were. I, 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 I want to apologize for the, I mean, it's. I think it's a shame. I think this would have been fun for you know anybody who wanted to join us to join us right I, I just never in my wildest imagination expected us to do a podcast about soccer and there's no games to talk about so who would want to join i just didn't see and people were joining and i thought that was fun and i was getting really excited and that happened and just and yeah and then um then, then they tried to somebody had like a vo- robot voice or something yeah, they're yeah. saying that David, stop playing Modern Warfare. I'm like, what? What does this mean? It was a lot worse than that, and well, I heard that. I apologize too. So for um, for our listeners, I heard that it was unbelievable. Sorry. I think that yeah. I think the next time we do this, we invite uh, people people who we know who have been on the podcast before, or 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 maybe I'd like because assuming we can't be out in a local brewery in two weeks or three weeks or whatever we decide, and, and if we do this again, you know, maybe we, maybe we just kind of set it up beforehand. Hey, if you right. want to join yeah. us, send us a DM and, and yeah, we'll exactly back right. to you and give you the, the details. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Um, I guess that's all we got, guys. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Before we go, yeah. I do want to I want to make a couple of points here, guys. This is a bad situation. And we're all going through it. And again, I want to, uh, what Connor said, thank the frontline workers for what they're doing. If anybody listening to our podcast or fans, we're frontline workers 
work at hospitals, clinics, whatever, work at the Cub Foods, the Rainbow Foods, whatever. Thank you guys. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, and it's a tough time. Uh, we're all going to get through it. We're all kind of just going day by day and dealing with what's in front of us. But there is a light, a small light at the end of the tunnel, I think. I believe uh, you have to believe that. Um, and we'll get there. We will totally get there. Uh, and uh, anybody else want to say anything? I think you pretty much covered yeah. it all. Um, they, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone out there, all the essential workers that are putting their health on the line every yep. day. Cheers yeah. to you guys. Yeah, cheers yep. to everybody around here. Um, I do want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club? Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your custom new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Ah, for myself, Tony Pervenanzi, for David Sterling, Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis, we will talk to you guys maybe in two weeks. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. See yeah. what happens. All right. Bye-bye. All right.